Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Building from the Bottom podcast. I'm your host, Gareth Rafferty, and this is Chapter 4, Episode 5. Welcome back. On this episode, I'm going to be sharing something that I've never shared, something that I haven't told my friends, I haven't told anyone around me, and I certainly haven't told you guys. I've told no one on social media about this. But I think it's something that I need to address, not just for myself, but I think there's some stereotypes out there that just aren't true. And I think it will be extremely valuable for you guys to hear this. It's based around one point. And that point is the pressure of starting a business whilst you're at university. That's it. That simple principle is what today's episode is based on. But the truth is, it's not as simple as it sounds. So make sure you stick around for the rest of the episode because it's going to get interesting. And trust me, it will be worth it. I'm going to get vulnerable. So where to begin? Well, it's the 25th of October today and it's my sister's birthday yesterday. She's reached 24. This year, is actually my 22nd birthday, which has always been my favorite birthday to come. I've always waited for this birthday. And before I go into why, well, I'm not going to. That's not this episode. But in a few weeks' time, you will hear about that. So make sure you stick around. So the pressure of starting a business whilst you're at university. Loads of businesses have been started while the founders were at university. I mean, the first two that popped into my head, Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook. He was at university over in the US. There's Gymshark with Ben Francis. What's crazy about Gymshark and Ben Francis is that he started Gymshark way back when he was at Aston University. I went to an open day there and they declined me. And so my school at the time, the head of my year, rang up Aston University and said, why have you declined this student? And argued until I got a place. Not that I wanted to go there. She just wanted me to get five offers. But I find it extremely weird because I live just 40 minutes away by train to that university where he started his company and where he hustled his way to build what Gymshark is today. And what's even more strange and weird and wonderful is that where he started this company, that was only 30 minutes away from the hospital in which I was born and where I was brought up. And so, For a guy that's, you know, three, four, maybe five years older than me, I'm not entirely sure how old Ben Francis is, but for a guy of only that age, it really showed me that there doesn't just have to be a wall between business and university. There's actually, like, opportunity here, and it's actually something that, doesn't just happen once in a lifetime. It can happen to someone from a random place in a random city at any time. 
And because he can do it, that means I can do it. Okay, I may not be building a clothing company, but if someone else in the world can do it, then I know I can do it too. And that's the principle I have with the majority of things in my life, to be honest. If one person has done it before, then why can't I? And that's where I'm starting today's episode on. So, as I mentioned, there's a wall between university and business. That's just how it is. And there's a lot of things that can go through your head when you're trying to start and build a business whilst at university. So one of the first points that I've got on my post-it note today is never knowing if you're devoting your time to the right thing. And this comes through because as many business owners will know, when you're starting the business, you've got a lot of things you've got to be focusing on. And adding three university modules, maybe six assignments a year into the mix, just makes your life a lot, lot worse. You never know whether you should be spending a little bit more time on your university assignment or whether this business idea could actually be something that blows up, something extremely valuable that everyone actually really needs. And you could be the guy or girl to do it. And so... I feel this on a daily basis, I'd say. I never know if I should be spending a little bit more time doing that university assignment that's due in three weeks time, or whether I should be actually putting a lot more effort into my business and making that work and screw uni. So it's just a, a real tough point, I'll be honest. Because how do you ever know that you're devoting your time to the right thing? And the answer, honestly with you guys, is that you never know. Okay, I started my business a year and a half ago maybe, and it's only just starting to move. Okay, you know, that happens. But if I didn't put those, that year of effort in beforehand, does that mean it wouldn't be moving right now? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? So the only way you can actually get past this point for me is that you need to just stop focusing on it and also make it the right option. Make whatever you're spending your time on, make it the right option. If you want to spend a bit more time getting balance in your life, then go ahead. When you become a business owner, you haven't got anyone above you that is telling you, you need to spend more time on this or you need to spend more time on that. The only person that can determine what you're spending your time on is yourself. And that's just how it is. The next point is directly associated with university. Lectures and lecturers, more so lecturers to be honest, getting annoyed because they say things such as, oh, you should wait until you just finish your final year and then start working on a company. Or you're doing business all wrong. I've heard both of these. And as I reflect on this point, it felt like a knife going in as I said that. But not like a quick 
you know, jab to the stomach like you see in some of these movies, but a slow blade tearing up your insides, bringing tears to your eyes as it happens. Rotating the blade, rubbing against all the insides, merging them all together. That's right. I want you to picture this in your mind. However gruesome that may sound, that is exactly how it felt. When you go to university, you're sold a myth of guaranteed jobs at the end of it. Consistent support. And to be honest, when I started my business, okay, I did get people saying, yeah, we can help. But it was nothing, no way, shape or form like what I expected it to be. I'll be honest but I can't blame them because oftentimes some of my lectures have never started a business themselves. So to be honest, if you've worked in industry for 20, 30 years and you've never started a business yourself, then I understand a little bit. And on reflection, I can't really say anything because they were just trying to do what was best for me. And it brings a point back that I've mentioned many times before of someone's expectations not being the same as your own expectations for yourself. So whose do you follow, your own expectations or someone else's? That's completely up to you to determine. I know what I chose. It also begs the point, do you listen to them or do you go your own way? and just try and you know if it fails then your lectures might laugh in your face and you might also have fellow students in your class laughing in your face but for me I, I, I'm determined and if it does fail and they laugh in my face I just won't see them anyway so they won't be able to laugh in my face and to be honest no one messages me online in that form anyway so it's not going to happen is it you want people that are going to rally your side, not people that are going to try and tear you down. However, however, big however, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're always making the right decision, but you're never going to know if that decision is right or not. Because when people offered you, offer you advice, sometimes, yeah, they're just trying to tear you down, but sometimes they're offering you honest advice that at the time can seem really harsh and hurt but it's right and true. But you, it's very hard from what I found to know the difference between someone that's genuinely caring for you and actually thinks maybe, you know, you could wait and maybe that's in your best interest. But then there's also the people that are just trying to tear you down and it's hard. It's hard to see the difference but the only thing I can say is to try to be honest on that point. The next point, which if you're a business owner, you've probably already got to this point by now is wanting to go all in on business. And should you continue at university? My God, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I think about that on a daily basis. It's got to that point now. I'm in my final year for those of you that don't know. And I've been having these thoughts since first year, pre-starting my company. 
ever since I had the idea of, oh my God, this would be an amazing future for me. Going out, public speaking on stages around the globe, hundreds, thousands of people watching me on stage, wow. But how do you know what you should do? Ah, that's the one. That's the one that is difficult. If I was to look back now and give myself some advice, I would probably say, maybe go to uni, go for the first semester, then drop out, most likely. Reason I say that, the first semester is where I realized, okay, I wanna start a company. And if I didn't realize I wanted to start a company, then who knows where I could be. If, for example, if I did drop out of university or I didn't go at all. Hence I say, I would stay for the first semester. And the people that know me, the people that have seen me on LinkedIn, seen me on other platforms and spoke to me directly, will be in their mind asking, then why didn't you drop out? And, well, the only answer is, really, I was a wimp. I was scared. I thought I needed a backup option, which is the next point, really. Do you give up everything and focus on one idea or do you keep one lane open? One bridge that you haven't burned for plan B. There's no right answer. No right answer. For me, I've kept the bridge for plan B. But I know that if my business took off, University will be the first to go. And that's, that's just it. I came to grips with that myself, but yeah, it's, it's hard. Back 2017, when I started university, I was a lot different to what I am now. And a lot of people along the way have said, no, Gareth, you're changing. This isn't for you. Gareth, you're doing this all wrong. Who are you to think you can do that? And it hurts. The people closest to you knocking you down. Like Elon Musk says in an interview, they talk about the people that he loved, people like um, the first man on the moon whose name isn't coming. Neil Armstrong, that's the one. And people like him knocking Elon Musk down saying he's doing it wrong and he said that really hurts because they're the people that inspired him and that really hurts <laughs> it really hurts when people around you that you expect to support you keep telling you that you've changed and that you're not the same person and that you need to change back because you're growing and you're becoming the person you want to be I didn't expect to get this emotional, I'll be honest. When I wrote this down, I didn't expect to get this emotional. On the verge of tears almost. There's a lot of points that go through your head. I've mentioned that before. And one of those is whose advice do you take? Universities, yourself, your friends, family. Everyone is going to be shouting things at you. And 
sometimes it's going to get a little too much. You might argue back, preach your case, but that's never really going to help, is it? They're never really going to fully understand. And if you've got parents and friends around you that are extremely supportive, then you should be extremely appreciative of those people around you. Of course, I don't have parents really, but some of the people around me, it's, it's been a tough few years. It's been tough. So whose advice do you take in the end? I'm not just going to leave you high and dry. The only advice I can give, to be honest, which is kind of ironic because of my point, the only advice I would say to take is what your gut feeling and your heart and your mind and every part of your body thinks is the right decision. Yeah, okay, your friend might be a little mad for a week because you didn't follow their advice. And yeah, in half a year's time, you might change your mind and end up going with your friend's idea. But it's better for you to try what you think is right for you than to try and go for someone else's expectation of you. And that's it. That's that simple. And I bet to anyone listening to this, it sounds like I'm shrugging all of this off. And part of me is because I don't get emotional. I don't do emotion. I may stop and, yeah, I reflect and look at what, what's going on in my life, but I'm very quick to shrug off emotion. I'm not an emotional guy. So this is a very weird experience for me. Very weird. Some of the other thoughts that go on to go through your head are, am I taking on too much? Now, this links to my next one, which is business, sales, and growth. As a company starts to grow, as many will know, you spend more time, more effort, more energy on business. But there's always a point where university deadlines are coming and also your business just seems to be doing well this month. Now, where do you put your time and energy? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. That, that There is no answer. But if you spend more time on your business and a little less time on your assignments, what's going to happen? You can already predict the outcome. You probably, you might drop a grade in uni on your degree and your business might do a little better. Vice versa, flip the script. You spend a bit more time on your assignment and you get a better grade. And of course, your business, you might lose a client or a few customers. So what's the trade-off to you? Look long-term though. If you get a better grade, one, one up from what you're currently getting on your university degree, how will that impact you in 10 years time? The way I see it, probably not much. If you get two one in comparison to a first, is a company really going to be that bothered? And if they are that bothered, is that really a company you want to work for? For me, I know that's a no. But that's the sorts of companies that I would prefer to work for if I was looking at going into work. On the flip side, if your business does a little better, and okay, your degree didn't do as great, then you've still got the backup plan. You've still got your degree and you have a little bit more money in your pocket. Maybe the business will end up being successful. You can take it on full time after uni. 
Okay. Who knows? But what happens if the business doesn't just grow at a steady rate, but it actually excels a bit faster than you initially expected? But acceleration in business always seems like a good thing, surely? Not quite. When a business excels, especially at an extremely rapid rate, you can easily make wrong hiring decisions. But it's not just about all these general business things, is it? It's about what happens to university. And this is why I mentioned Ben Francis at the very beginning of the episode. He was in final year, just like me. He was a month away from finishing with his degree. If he had dropped his business that was starting to do well because he really needed to focus on his degree at Aston Uni, what would he have right now? What would he have? He'd have a, he'd have a degree. Oh, Ben, congratulations on getting that first. Or five years after uni, where he probably is roughly around right now, a billion dollar company. One billion dollars. I can't even imagine that sort of money because I'm from a pretty poor background, to be honest. Now, if he didn't drop uni, would he have still got that billion dollar company? Maybe not. So that's the question, isn't it? What's your trade-off? For me, I know every single day of the week, if the business was to grow, well, maybe not as fast as Ben Francis, but if it was to grow beyond me, I'd try maybe keeping uni if it was feasible. If not, honestly, it would be the first to go. It would be the first to go. If your company explodes, then you're one of the lucky chosen ones. And if anyone on this podcast wants to tell me that it's not down to luck, it's down to pure hard work. Okay, part of it is hard work, but you also have to be chosen by the gods, if you want to call it that. Part of it is luck. And any entrepreneur really that says anything different when their company exploded, they are just trying to fuel their ego. And that's the way I see it anyways. So you need to ask yourself, honestly, as you're starting this business, it may be day one, it may be day 10, it may be a year in. If your business explodes on the off chance it does, what would you do? Would you drop uni, stick with business, write it out, see what happens? Would you step back, slow it down? It's up to you, but you're the one driving the vehicle. You're the one driving the vehicle. The next point. Friends, balance in life and life before uni. For me, my life before uni led to get me to where I am today. So I was doing speaking gigs around Wolverhampton before I got to uni, which meant that when I got to uni and I started realizing, oh, I want a company, my head went straight to speaking. But also the links I have in Wolverhampton, the city in which I was born and raised, is like I have links there and they often ask me, hey, Gareth, are you around for this? Can you help us with this? Are you available for this? And whilst it's great that people are throwing opportunities at me, I'm the type of guy that loves to say yes. But 
that becomes difficult when you've also got a company to run, you've got a degree to manage. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot to pick up. Once in a while, yeah, I say yes. I help. Um, if I can add my little bit of value, I will. And now I've got another organisation called the Care Leavers Covenant who are offering me opportunities, big opportunities, nice opportunities to help on campaigns, marketing campaigns, which is great for me because it means these kind of freelance campaigns, if you want to call it that, allow me to get a little bit of cash in my pocket, yes, but also try different things as well and build my CV in case I do need it. But if I'm working with these other people doing side projects, it's allowing me to build my network and a lot of famous people and um, people that have a lot of money, they say your network is your net worth. So knowing people is sometimes better. So I do take on some side projects like what I'm doing now. I've been doing some filming for a secret project, which will be out in a few weeks time. And I'll keep you guys posted on that one. But that's just something to think about if you're sitting at uni and you're thinking about starting a company. Is there anything in your past that could pop up and ask for your time? Um, whether that's friends from your past or whatever that may be. But also friends now, friends you meet at university and make through societies or um, through going out drinking, whatever you're into. How do you gain that balance? How do you get the, the feeling of you're giving them enough? And me and my friends, luckily... The people I've surrounded myself with, my friends, are very similar minded to me. And they think, if we see each other once a year, that's fine. Just as long as we know that we've got each other, if anything happens. And that makes it a lot, lot easier to balance your life because it means that they kind of stay in your back pocket if you need them. And in a way, that's a really mature relationship between me and my friends, because I know there's a lot of people right now that say that's really weird and they just believe that it's different and that it somewhat shouldn't happen and that you should speak to your friends every few weeks. Maybe it's just me being a little bit weird, but I've always been a little bit weird, let's be honest. And a point that's not on my list, it somewhat seems like a rant now, this podcast, but... Um, Anyway, I'm hoping that these are bringing you value. But the point that's not on my list is when people tell me no, I've had a lot of people tell me, no, you can't do that. And it's a point I realized earlier on today, and it's just something I have to share deep inside me. It was kind of a realization over the past few weeks, and it's just time for it to come out to the world. The world and society is exactly what we see it as everyone's perception is different mind but the world is exactly how we see it we see it as this box if you want to make it easy to perceive in your mind a box the problem is with a box what is outside of it a massive sheet of paper maybe with a cut out of a box who knows what lies outside of the box what lies in the bo- outside of the box is freedom when it comes to society. And a lot of people say, oh, no, we can't do that because 
of this, 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 and this. We, as in the royal we, the human race, we made society. We made our laws, we made the rules, we made what side of the road we drive on. All of these different points, we made it. And now we live in the confines, like we're in some sort of jail cell. And it's really getting on my nerves. Because if we made society, then how can we ever be doing anything wrong? Now, I'm not telling you to go outside today and go and break every single law until you end up in your county prison. But think about it. We made society. Our previous ancestors, they built everything that we have today. And a lot of people say they were a lot more hardworking than us. But if they made today, then we make tomorrow. And if we make tomorrow, then every single second that you're spending, it counts. Every single piece of time that you spend watching Netflix, ask yourself, how is this going to move humanity forward? And when you've got 9 billion people weighing in on one decision that you're making, that's a lot of pressure. Now, it may be difficult to process, but society as a whole is just one big box. Every single thing we look at. So if you're saying you're not going to do something because of someone's opinion, then screw that person's opinion. There's 9 billion people in this world. I'm sure someone's opinion will agree with you. Let's be honest, you're not that unique. None of us are. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Society is a box that we've all put ourselves in. And we use it, the concept of society that is, to tell people why we're not doing what we want to do. To tell people this is why I'm sad, this is why I'm lonely. And the truth is, the only reason you're lonely or you're sad or you, whatever, you're not getting money is because, well, you're just making excuses. If you're not putting in the effort and you're not putting in the time, then you're not gonna get it back. If I can make money out of my bedroom, a really small room in Derby in the UK, then you can make money. And if you're having financial struggles, you've got too much time at work. Okay. You've got too much time at work. There's multiple options. You can leave your job. Okay. You need the money. So you wouldn't do that. Spend a little less time with your friends. An extra hundred pound a month is going to make a lot of difference to your life. Read books, try and learn about money strategies. If you realize that the world as a whole is in this construct, this 
gated fence that we've put ourselves in, then you are working at a higher mindset and that allows you to see it as an almost monopoly board, which may help you visualize. And you can see exactly what's going on, almost like you're playing a game. After listening to Stephen Bartlett's podcast a week ago, he talks about money being a game. And now I fully understand. By having this mindset and realizing that society is this gated fence, it allows you to put yourself on that other side of the fence. Watch from afar. Realize the behavior that people are having and doing and how people are making money. And that, my friends, is a very valuable mindset to have. And that's where I'm leaving it for today. Before I talk about money anymore, or drive you guys insane about society and the boxes that we live in. Thank you all so, so much for listening. And if any of the points that I've mentioned today resonate with you, or you just want to chat a little bit more, you want to question my mind, question some of these points, honestly, I would welcome it with open arms because I, I really do love getting questions from people and feedback on how they are thinking, feeling. It really means a lot. So if, if any of these points you haven't understood or you just want to challenge me on some of them, honestly, feel free. All my social media is down below in the description or up above, depending where you're listening. And that's basically it. Thank you all so, so much for listening. I hope you've had a great week and enjoyed this podcast. And I hope it's brought you guys some value. This has been chapter four, episode five of the Building from the Bottom podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and have a great week.